Welcome everyone to a brand new online friend simulator because everyone could use a friend, even online. I am Francis, aka the other guy. How are you doing tonight? Hope you're doing well. What have you been doing? What are you up to? What's the crack, as they say in Ireland? Let me know. I'm curious. This is all this show is about is getting to know each other, becoming friends, and hopefully share some ideas and thoughts and feelings and all that good stuff that will help you get through your life and our own. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, this is episode number eight. We have been through trials and tribulations. We have talked about many, many things. And a lot of it's been more or less not in the happy department. And I'm hoping to change that with this particular episode. But before we even get started, let's go ahead and jump into some feedback. Courtesy of our good friend, Tony. Here we go. Oh, if I can only raise the volume here. Hold on, let's try that again. Hi, Francis. This is Tony again. How are you doing? (laughs) I will make this quick because I do know how to ramble, and I know I've only got like a few minutes. So anyway, just wanted to say a few quick things. One, please keep online friendships simulator up and keep it going. You, um, Your podcast is probably... A, a, um, a godsend that nobody knows about, knows about except for <laughs> the people who really need it. Um, so yeah, I hope that made sense. And, uh, the second thing I wanted to say is about, uh, people's, uh, interactions and, uh, people's impact about, uh, on, uh, on each other. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but, uh, quickly, to say what I'm trying to say in a nutshell is that um, some people just don't don't realize or they don't care or it's probably a combination of both and um, they they either don't realize or they don't care that they're influencing others in the way that they are and uh that's just always been my experience, the way that I've, I've realized things that, um, yeah, that, uh, you know, only I can improve myself. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully through improving myself, I'll be able to help improve someone else. I won't be able to do it uh, without them letting me or allowing me to. But at least I'd know that I'd have some kind of impact um, because I've done what I need to do on, uh, for myself first before I try to change it in others. So anyway, thanks a lot for um, doing online friendship sim- simulator. Really appreciate it a lot. And I know uh, your other friends who listen to it too. He appreciates it, appreciated it, and um, I know others do as well. So I'll talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much, Tony. Yes, this uh, this show is actually, I think, is more catered to a very specific type of person, I guess. Uh, someone who is definitely looking for somebody, uh, so, some type of, again, friendship connection. This is what this is all about. This is why I am here. This is why I'm doing it, because I, too, am looking for that. Um, as for taking ourselves before taking care of other people and not realizing our impact on other people, I've said this very often on another show I used to do called Geek Love Radio way back when, in which I said that people are inherently selfish. Um, this is not a bad thing. This is not a it's a different thing. People are selfish. We are thinking about ourselves a lot because we're human. It's how we survive. It's how we live. And so we have a difficult time thinking outside of ourselves sometimes. Otherwise, everyone, I mean, everyone would be out there doing some type of, you know, type of charity work or, you know, going to these uh, impoverished countries and doing uh, building houses and feeding the poor and things like that. If we were less self-centered, but I'm beginning to realize even more and more, and it's a little weird, actually, so it's, it's a little strange, but I'm noticing more and more that, yeah, uh, as we grow older, the things that we 
love that's material. The things that we want that's material becomes less and less important. And the relationships that we build become much more important. And the friends that we make and the family that we have, and if we're in a relationship, you know, those things become exponentially so much more important in our lives. So for us, that's, I think, as we grow older, as we gain that experience, that selfishness, that um, self-centeredness fades away, of course. But it, you don't notice it at the time. We, we don't really notice it as we're growing up. Just like we didn't know that our parents knew better. Who knew that our parents knew better sometimes about our lives, about what we were going through, about what we were doing. Little did we know that the people there um, looking after us actually knew what they were talking about. And it took some time to finally kind of grasp it and say, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I wish I, li-. you always hear that cliche of, Oh, I wish I had listened to my parents. Oh, I'd wish I listened to, to my grandparents or uncles or aunts or whatever, like whatever older person, older, um, influencer in your life. If you'd only had listened to them, maybe just maybe we wouldn't be in the situation we are today. But yeah, it's why we don't notice when we affect other people. We don't often notice when we affect other people because we we have our, our worldview or our view of ourselves, really. We have a lot of tunnel vision. We don't really see outside of this vast um, landscape of ours. You know, we don't really notice things outside of our peripheral vision. So to be able to... Uh, spread our focus even further is important. And so, yeah, we, we have a tendency to, again, gain a better perspective on life. So there you go. Thank you very much, Tony, for that. I do appreciate it. Um, as always, uh, you can, if you'd like also leave a voicemail, if you're interested, three, four, seven, four, five, zero, four, three, three, five, is the number. It is a voicemail number. You can even text it if you like. You can leave some texts. I'll be more than happy to read it when I do the show. Oh, well, look at this. Uh, hello to Right Cow Left Coast. Uh, no problem. I'm glad you're here. Just want to let you know that uh, I did get an email from uh, Right Cow Left Coast. Um, and I will be actually addressing that email in the next episode because he asked a lot of questions, um, want to know a lot of things. And, um, I think that the next episode will be best to, um, either episode, the next episode or maybe a couple from now. There's a lot of questions in there and it's a lot of revealing information on, um, what, you know, myself. So <laughs> I'll see what happens. Uh, but I do want I do want to address that email and that feedback and answer those questions, uh, those mysteries I left uh, in my last couple episodes where I've been very vague. But that's only because you know, um, just you can't reveal the whole plot all at once. You know, you gotta you gotta leave something people beg or not begging, but you know, asking for more at least or trying to. So uh, we'll go ahead and uh, do that the next time around. All right. Well, let's go ahead and begin um, talking about self-care. And the reason I wanted to talk about self-care, especially when it comes to yourself and your friends, is because, well, the last few episodes that I had done were fairly, last three or four actually, except for the feedback one, uh, were fairly, um, they're, they're downers <laughs> a little bit. Um, they weren't particularly uh ex- they weren't particularly uh upbeat and there's a reason for that it's because as i had mentioned in in those episodes i i mean i am not necessarily um in the greatest of places but you know a lot of people experience that a lot of people but right now yeah i do want to talk about again self-care and um taking care of yourself because it's something we often forget Especially people who are in my, my position, for instance, or people who have to take care of other people. I have a friend of mine currently who is going through a very, very difficult time. She is struggling with a potential death in the family. 
And I don't want to get into too much detail, um, but yeah, she's struggling with a lot. She's having to juggle a lot. And that's the time when we need other people the most, of course. But sometimes those people aren't there. Sometimes we have to learn to take care of ourselves. And I'm the worst at this. I'm not going to lie. I am the very worst at taking care of myself. If you can tell, I'm a larger individual. I'm not, I am no uh, skinny McSkinner skinny person. That's not me. I have a tendency to use food as a means of therapy. Uh, it's weird to say. <laughs> um, but it, that's what I do is if I'm feeling particularly down or particularly upset, which is really quite often, unfortunately, I go to food. Food is my savior. Food is the thing that brings me a little bit of peace. It like levels me out. And this has been going on since I was a kid, like ever since I was a child. You know, if I was, if I was hungry, I would get what is, I mean, they call it hangry now, right? You get angry, hungry, right? That's what happens. And I remember being a kid. I remember growing up, like if I hadn't had lunch yet or I haven't had breakfast yet, I was a punk. I was a, I was a, I was a little douchebag <laughs> for a kid. And you know? I would whine, I would pout, I would complain. And then when I had some food in me, whew, I leveled out. My blood sugar leveled out. I was perfectly fine. I was dancing, you know, on the ceiling and all that stuff. I was, I was perfectly fine. But that's not the kind of self-help that we need. That's, that's not the kind of self-care that we need. That is actually unregulated self-care. That is like taking drugs to make sure you feel better, to even out. You take all sorts of random drugs to, to kind of put yourself in a, in a good spot. And it's not the way it's supposed to go. Not even a little bit, but. We go with what we're familiar with. We go with what we know. And so that is one of the things we go for. Now, part of self-care also means that you have to be able to take care of yourself through, through your friends, really, through the people that you know. Having that connection is very important for some at least I would think it is. Not for everyone. Some people like their isolation. More power to the people like their isolation. I mean, that's great. You know, sit in your home alone. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Isolation and being by yourself. I, I, I hope I haven't conveyed that being alone is a bad thing. I hope I haven't done that. Because it isn't. Being alone is not a bad thing. It's just that some people don't prefer to be alone. <laughs> That's the thing. None, everyone wants to be in that position. So for us, for, for some people like myself, I find a lot of therapy being around other people that I like. I find it very comforting. And speaking of which, let's see here in the chat, uh, right cow says it's okay more for someone to befriend. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, of course, there are health consequences if it's done too often. Uh, would it be bad if we, oh, and, uh, okay. <laughs> Again, reading the chat there, but yeah, look, it's, um, self care is all about being healthy. Self-care is all about being find, finding that balance for your not only your physical health, but your mental health, your social health. That's important. We often neglect one of those things, sometimes all three. And I hope that this is going to sound weird, but I kind of hope that listening to this show it helps with self-care too, even though again, it's more for me than it is for anybody else, I guess. I mean, I, I do this show because this is my form of self-care. I found podcasting to really help. For instance, I will tell a story. Uh, many years ago, for a very short time, I was married. This is something I don't like to talk about very often because, well, it didn't end well. But the right after I got divorced, 
I was homeless and I lived in a car. After about six months living in my car or so, a friend was very kind to provide me with a couch to sleep on. It was a literal couch. It wasn't like they had a spare room or anything. They were already, they already had a spare room to someone else that was rooming with them. I was also unemployed at the time, so I couldn't pay for rent. And I didn't have a means to repay them. I did what I could. I provided, you know, where I could. I was getting some, you know, I was, I had some money to kind of do what I could. And I was there for them as much as I could be. I was there for them. And so I tried very hard to help this family that was kind enough to give me shelter. At the time, I was also going to school. Um, I was trying to study to become a nurse. Didn't quite work out well too well because I'm not really a fan of um, blood and guts. That's not my thing. So really not the path I should have gone, but I tried, right? But during that time when I was trying to find new work and kind of pick up the pieces, I found I needed an outlet. Because at the time, I couldn't trust anybody. No one. I could trust zero people. Because after I got divorced, the people I trusted the most most betrayed me. All of them, for the most part, betrayed me in some way, shape, or form. They neglected me. They abandoned me. I had no one. I had zero people there for me. And I needed to get that out. I needed to find a way... To, I need to find a way to, to bring myself back to peace, to, to find some peace in myself. Because during that time, I was still getting texts from my ex-wife. I was still getting texts from her new boyfriend, um, which sounds funny when you, when you hear it. It's like, you just got divorced. She already has a new boyfriend. Yeah, she I got divorced. She already had a new boyfriend. Um, who happened to be my sister's recently broken up ex-boyfriend. It's a very complicated story. It's a very, I'll get into more detail when I get to that, to how it got to me living in my car, which now my car right now actually is very nice. I I cleaned it up. I I washed it. It's very livable. So if I ever find myself back on the streets, I have a car that I can live in in comfort and and relaxation um, if necessary. But I needed an outlet. I needed a way to get my feelings out there. So I started a podcast called Geek Love Radio. Now, at the time, I didn't realize that four years prior, there was already a Geek Love Radio. (laughs) There was a Geek Love Radio that existed already. And so my goal was, like, I am in this dump. I am in this depressive state. During those six months, I did try to kill myself a few times. Um. Yes, a few times. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in plural. Um, and so when I finally kind of put myself together, I'm like, I want to help other people. I don't want anyone to ever feel how I'm feeling right now. I don't want ever. I don't want anyone to ever be where I am, sitting in that in that that dining room of a friend who was kind enough, who I, I didn't really know, who I wasn't really that close with. And just sit there and I needed to get my thoughts out in a way that helped that that would hopefully help other people not be in my situation. And I do appreciate the kind words here in the chat room. Yeah, I mean, look, I. Yeah, it was a very interesting situation. It's something I think about a lot, um, also because I was almost successful. I was almost there. Uh, all, <laughs> which is a very strange feeling if you think about it. Like, I technically, it, it, in the, it, it, all it would have taken was thirty seconds, and I wouldn't be here right now doing this. You know, it's a very weird thing to think about in, in the long run. But I did those things, and I said, I, I just can't. And I, I did everything I could to to put out a, a show that was all about love, sex, and relationships from a geek's perspective. Again, I didn't realize a show like this, but the same name, I mean, already existed. But I put it out there. 
And I'm just like, I need, I need, <laughs> I need to get this out. This was my self care. This is the way I took care of myself. And when I did, I got a response. People were downloading the show. Yeah, it was a small number at first. A few here, a few there. I didn't think anyone would, though. I'm like, why would anyone download this? Why would anyone want to listen to me? Because it was just me like this, right here, by myself. There was no, there was no Twitch. There was no uh, even you, like YouTube Live or whatever. There's like none of that stuff. And so started writing scripts. I started writing a script out. I started writing what I needed to say. And about 20 episodes in, 20 episodes in, a guy from Ireland, random dude from Ireland, sends me an email, says, hey, man, I really like your show. And I'd love to to co-host with you. Sounds like you could use a co. Sounds like it sounds like you could have you could use somebody who can you can bounce ideas off of. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, uh, come on in. And two years ago, I I mean that was again many many years ago. And two years ago, I I was his best man at his wedding. I was there in Ireland with him as he got married. But that, that moment when he, when this guy, this random Irish person asked if he could be a part of my show, that's when things started lift, improving because I had my, fr- again, I had zero friends. I was all alone. Much like Tony said in the, in chat, you know, being alone for a very long time can be really toxic. Your, your brain plays tricks on you. Your, your, your mind, especially when you suffer from depression, your brain tells you a lot of things. I mean, why do you think I tried to? You know, why, why do you think I try attempting suicide so often? Because the brain is saying, you don't deserve to live. Why are you still doing this? Why are you still allowing this to happen? And so being alone for long periods of time, yeah, it, it was really rough. I mean, I was living in a car by my, by myself. You know, I luckily, I mean, my closest friend, the funny thing is my closest friends abandoned me. My ex's friends came to my rescue during that time. My ex's friends found out what happened and they made sure I was okay. So after that six months, like I started getting this influx of, of love and support, which I really needed. And I was able to take care of myself some more. I went to the gym Part of taking care of yourself is making sure you're physically healthy. I haven't done that recently. (laughs) Mind you, for the last, I would say, year, you know, I've been struggling. Sometimes I talk about it on Twitter. Sometimes I talk about it on here. I mean, obviously, I talk about it on here. And I struggled. I haven't worked out in a very long time. I used to work out a lot. used to be... I used to be fairly fit. Now I'm squishy, which is no good. (laughs) Being squishy is not a good thing. But that's what I did because I couldn't. Like right now, I mean, I'm getting out of it slowly but surely, I think. But I don't know if I am. I mean, I don't know. This is, again, what the show is for. Hopefully finding a way to get up from where I'm at. But yeah, so podcasting. Doing this was a form of therapy and it took a while. It took some people to tell me that what I was doing was okay. And sooner or later, again, I I was able to lift myself up. I was able to find peace and find footing and find work and all this stuff. And I traveled and I did all this, all these things. I allowed myself to go out. I still have the trauma of what happened during that time. I still do. I still have that, that I still have a lot of those scars still in me. I'm not going to lie. They're still there. I mean, you know, they, they, people say, oh, you know, I'm broken. I know what it feels to be broken. <laughs> I really do. I really know how it feels. It's a very, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's really not easy. In the last few years, especially like the last five years have been the best for me. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm taking it for granted right now. 
because again, I have some really amazing friends now all over the world, all over the country. You know, I have really great friends who are there. If I just take the time to reach out, which I hope if you guys and anyone who's listening is struggling, reach out to anybody, reach out to somebody, reach out to me if you want to on this podcast. Because... Much like Wright Cow says here in the chat room, true friends are those who are there when everyone else isn't. And it's true. Again, I, there's nothing more disheartening when the people you relied on, the people you cared about, the people you loved, who told you they loved you too. I'm not just talking about, I'm, I'm talking about my really close friends, my you know, I just, and, and then they're, they're just poof, puff of smoke, gone. And it hurt. So, it happens, <laughs> is all I'm saying. It happens. So hopefully, again, you find, you find something that helps you stay where you need, you know, where you need to be in a good place. So now let's talk about some self-care stuff. I looked up on online some of these self-care things that I think people should that, – that, 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 that everyone kind of says the same thing. You know, if you look at self-care, a lot of them are like, here's the five steps to, for, to self-care. Here are the things that you could do to make yourself blah, 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 whatever. One of the articles I found is very true. And again, it's very hard to explain how I feel um, often. I, actually, I don't really explain how I feel because it's hard to put into words how I feel. Like it's, it's really difficult to, to verbalize the thoughts that are in my head. It's really difficult. And I try not to because it's, it's, it's no good government. One of the, but one of the things here says why, uh, why self-care is hard for depressed individuals like myself and, um, understanding how frontal lobe dysfunction impairs your self-care. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. But one of the things that I really need to take into account, and I think every, I know everyone else should as well, is taking it small, starting small. You know, even though, again, Raikau very kindly says squishy is fine. And again, moderation, of course, everything, everything needs to be in moderation. Everything. Uh, too much of every, too much of something can be very bad. That's not all the time. Not all the time. Okay, but I mean, for the most part, in the general rule, yes, is moderation is key. And yeah, it's going to take some time for me to be fit again. As a matter of fact, um, I'm feeling like I need to do something because my my jeans are, are fitting a lot less well these days. And they used to be loose on me. And now they're feeling more, they're feeling a little tight. So uh, definitely exercise. You know, what's funny is that, you know, people... I think I think people have a tendency to neglect exercise because exercise because exercise is hard. <laughs> Working out is hard. Getting yourself up into the gym or running outside or or anything that involves physical activity, it's hard. <laughs> it's super hard to get that motivation, to get that that inspiration. That's difficult stuff, man. That's just that's just difficult. And so when we have when we find ourselves, when we find ourselves working out, especially when we find ourselves exercising, we really need to do it small. People think that walking is just like, yeah, hey, you're just walking. Are you really doing anything when you're walking? Yes, you're really doing something when you're walking. <laughs> I knew somebody, this guy who, um, you know, was this larger than I am, decided, you know what, I'm going to walk. 10,000 steps because they got like a, an Apple watch or something, or they, maybe it was Pokemon go that got them to walk, but they're like, I need to walk this many steps because it, it, they, they gamified the system and they walked so many steps every day for like months and they lost all this weight. Like it took them a while. It took them a couple of years, but they lost all this weight. They felt better. They feel happier. They were more, you know, everything. You'd be super exercise does that to people, like to everybody. Working out does that. That's why, you know, people get runners high. If people remember, if people know what runners high is, you know, runners who do an 
often enough. It's like a drug to them. They get this, this, this feeling of euphoria when they're running down a street or something. And they really, they really get excited over it. So something we all can do. And I, my, myself especially could probably start moving some more. Moving more wouldn't be so bad because we have to take care of our bodies, right? We all get to an age where our body starts falling apart slowly but surely. Usually it's after like the 35-year mark. Our body starts to deteriorate little by little. It happens. Even to the best of us, it happens. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's something that we need to keep in mind. Now, here, here we go. Uh, um, right out here says, uh, calories in and calories out. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. Um I I recently listened to um, this uh, Gimlet podcast called Science Versus, and they did Science Versus Obesity. And, of course, exercising helps keep your body healthy. It may not necessarily help you lose weight. Uh, Apparently, science has proven that exercise doesn't necessarily help you lose weight in the long run. But with a good diet, it does, of course. With a healthy diet, it does. Eating well helps. Now, again, as I said, I use eating food as a way of therapy. It's not like I eat a salad to make myself feel better. Oh, no. (laughs) I am not a salad eater. That is not what I do. I find the most richest desserts. And I post it on Instagram. And I say, hey, look at this amazing, amazing dessert. (laughs) Oh, my God. It looks delicious. Covered in Nutella and chocolate or covered in Belgian whatever. Mmm. That's my thing. I like finding foods that are rich and delicious, I guess. <laughs> Trying to think of a, of a good word, a good synonym or a good adjective to this. But yeah, you want something. I look for that. I don't know if foodies still exist, but uh, as far as I understand, uh, as, far, as far as I understand, um, I think uh, that um, most of the foods that I consume are pretty bad for me, but I eat it anyway because it makes me feel better. But yes, yes, uh, yes. So salad isn't really quite my uh, my comfort food. Um, Really, I don't think unless you live in a in a yeah (laughs) yeah there. Uh, no salad dominates any cuisine as far as I know, uh, right now. I don't think any, I don't think any, uh, salad fits the mold for that. But I'm trying better. I'm trying to eat more greens. I'm trying to, uh, eat more fruit. But that's part of it. So working out, moving, exercise, good food. Food is good, right? Not just for fuel, but you need good food. Now, I, I realize I'm preaching to, you know, kind of basic common sense, right? But when you're in a position like I am, it's hard. It's so hard to eat well. Luckily, I have people in my office, for instance, where I work, where people are eating well. And so I kind of follow suit. And I'm like, oh, you know what? They're eating a salad. I guess I'll eat a salad. Or, oh, they're eating oatmeal for breakfast. I guess I'll eat oatmeal for breakfast. I'm not going to eat that breakfast sandwich that I really, really want. So kind of having that environment helps a lot. If you want to eat well, sometimes you need to surround yourself around people who eat well. If you want to exercise, studies say, and I'm not going to give citation because I don't remember what they were, that working out with a partner helps. When I was in college, I did a lot of martial arts. I did jiu-jitsu. I did jeet kune do. I did taekwondo. I did a little bit of... Uh, Kaji Kempo, I did uh, stuff like that. But I didn't do it alone. I had a friend. I had a friend who helped me all the whole way through. We would spar. We would work out together. And he did it more than I did. He was much more he was he much more healthier than I was. He, would, he was more buffed out than I was. He was more skilled than I was. But I worked out with him because I needed it too. And we were very close. We were, he was my best friend at the time. And we would work out together. And we would spar with these wooden swords. This is Now, mind you, we were, again, we're in college slash the end of high school. We were idiots. We got wooden swords. No protection whatsoever. We would wear our geese. And we would 
sword fight with the wooden swords. And we would nick each other in the arm or in the leg. And I've almost, I'm not going to lie, I almost caught him in the eye a few times or <laughs> stabbed him in the face a few times. We were dumb, but luckily we never got super hurt. But that's what we used to do. We used to work out. I don't have that anymore. I wish I did. I wish I had someone I can work out with. Someone I can go like on runs with or hiking with or walking with. I would do it all the time if I had someone to do it with. Because I'm filling two quotas. I'm filling my health quota and I'm feeling, filling my social quota. And so that's important. You know, and... And Tony has, you know, has has a great point on on gaming as a means to work out. As if you don't have that person to work out with, if you don't if you don't have that person to go do things with, you know, Tony uses Ingress and Pokemon Go. Now, Ingress, okay, maybe not everyone knows what Ingress is, but it's the precursor to Pokemon Go. It's a it's the same type of game where you you hunt around for nodes and and you hack it and things like that. And of course, Pokemon Go, you you went and you go out and you walk and you capture capture Pokemon. But if you want to Hatch an egg, for instance, which is a thing in Pokemon, you can, you know, you have to walk. You can't be stationary. You have to walk to make the egg hatch. But yeah, it's, you know, some of, you know, luckily some people who are on here, you know, who listen to this show, who talk with me, understand what I'm going through. You know, their health, you know, not everyone's health is good and it's hard for us to, to keep healthy. Physically, especially mentally, even harder still. But we really do need to find something that motivates us to get outside and move and move and move. So that's important. Always important. All right, let's see what other self-care things we have on here. Uh, take care of your body, of course. It says quit. Um, so in other words, okay, this is a part of self-care that I don't quite understand. Self-care, they say, quit the things that, that you hate. You know, if you don't like that job, quit. Um, You need that job. <laughs> I need this job. It's not like there's another job just sitting there waiting for me, you know, around the corner. You know? I, I, I mean, for a lot of people, I know, uh, uh, my, my, I know so many people who are trying to find work, and it's tough out there right now. So maybe not quitting your job is quite the thing that helps you. But you, you should quit a lot of things that are considered toxic in your life. Not necessarily work. You may want to step away from the work business and maybe, uh, you know, quit smoking. Maybe if you're a smoker, you know, maybe quit, uh, quit people who are, uh, putting you down, quit people who are not lifting you up. Maybe that's good. I mean, I didn't have to do that. They left me. <laughs> um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta get rid of the things that, that cause you stress, that cause you to suffer. Mentally, emotionally, uh, yeah, and hopefully find better activities, find a club to be a part of, find a group to be a part of. I go to conventions, I podcast, I, I game, you know, I'm active on social media, which is not necessarily a good thing. Sometimes, oh, this other thing you need to quit sometimes. Sometimes you need to quit social media. <laughs> In the current climate, that could help a lot of people right now. Unless you know how to use the mute button and the uh, uh, the mute and the block button, sometimes that's the only thing that'll keep your sanity in the current environment that is social media. Ooh, so, uh, social media is really bad right now. <clears throat> but yeah, yes, yes, uh, right, Cal. Quit the toxic aspects. Place them with better things. What are those better things? Well, that's up to you to decide, of course. Um, continue on. Don't forget to ask for help. See, that's the thing I have a problem with. I don't ask for help. I give help. I have friends who often call me and say, I need help with something. And I'll be like, I am there for you. And then I never hear from them again until they need help again. It's what I do. And I'm okay with that. But at the same time, I don't ask for help. The other day I, I, I tweeted about how I don't, aside from getting a haircut, I don't touch a single human being. Unless I go to a convention, at conventions I shake people's hands. Um, if it's somebody that uh, some from out of town I haven't seen in a while, I'll give them a hug. But for the vast majority of my years, as a matter of fact, I spent many years up until I started doing conventions and meeting friends from online 
that I met online, not touching a single soul. I bring this up because touching is an, is an aspect of our lives we neglect. Because guess what? Touching is important. Physical contact is important. For instance, there have been studies where they had children who were never touched. Infants, young child, uh, young toddlers, um, you know, little kids, never touched. And they grew up all messed up, all messed up. Sometimes infants died without physical touch. We need physical touch. We need that hug. We need that someone to shake our hand. Even if it's a small touch, sometimes it helps. I read somewhere that even the smallest of touch at a work in a work environment, nothing suggestive, just like a, you know, a handshake or something can improve workplace teamwork, can improve a workplace environment if there's some very modicum amount of touching. But if you're like in a position like myself and never get touched, I'm a little surprised I'm not going crazy more often. <laughs> because we do need that stuff. I used to, I, I uh, f- uh, uh, for many, for, for most of, there was a, for most of the, there was a, a good chunk a good decade of my life where I had friends to hug and it was awesome. I had someone to be intimate with. It was awesome. Touch is so important. If you have a friend, you can hug, hug them. If there's someone you can hold, whose hand, whose hand you can shake, shake it because those little things mean something and helps us take care of ourselves. It, 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 makes all of these neurons in our brain, all these chemicals on brain fire. And it's like, yes, this is what I need. This is what I need. This is what I need. Just from simply, again, giving a hug or giving a handshake. Posted it on Twitter. I had a friend of mine who was like, you don't hug anybody? And I'm like, yeah, I don't hug anybody. I don't have anyone I can hug. I see my sister every once in a while. We high five each other. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't hug my parents. The only relative I used to have, like like I would hug or I'd get a little kiss on the cheek from was my grandmother, but she had passed away long ago. So on the family side, I don't really have a lot of like um, close contact. But again, it's important. It's really important. Um, Other self-care options here on this website, uh, the mighty, they say, take care of your relationships. Yes. Take care of your relationships. Don't be like me. I'm a terrible friend. Episode number one, terrible friend. <laughs> I'm a, a shite friend. I'm very bad at texting people and getting, asking how they're doing. I do it here on here because it's easy. I can, I, cause it, it's out to everybody, but boy, do I suck as a friend. I do. I don't know how I was in a relationship as long as I was. Well, no, I know why I was in a relationship as long as I was because we text each other. You know, when I was in a relationship, I text that person every day, all day, every day. Now I don't, I don't text anybody. They have to text me first if they want to talk to me. I don't set up hanging out with people. They got to ask me. That's why I'm single. I don't, I can't bring myself to ask people out on dates. It's just, I, I'm still, again, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's trauma, trauma from when I was, uh, when I was alone in my car, living in a, living on the street, sort of, I mean, it's in a car, but it's still on the street, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, look, right. Cow even has a doctor friend who says six second hugs are optimal, optimal. It's amazing, but it's not just reject. Like it's not just rejection. That's the thing. It's just not rejection that it's afraid. It's not just, it's just the fear of losing things in general. I'm afraid of building something up and then, and losing it because I've, I've built relationships. I've built friendships up and more often than not, they disappear. It's hard for me to, to develop a foundation or to, 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 to hold on to something so tightly anymore because a lot of the times they up and go away. Those close friends that I had that helped me out when I when I had no one else. I mean, they're kind of there, 
but they have their own, they've, they've developed their own lives now. They develop lives that, that don't need me anymore. And they have relationships now and they have love and they have other friends that they see on a regular basis and they have other things and I have been pushed out. And it's my fault. I'm, I'm 100% certain it's my fault because, well, again, I didn't bother to contact them. I didn't bother to call them. I didn't bother to text them. So if you can, talk to them. Text your friend. Message them on Facebook even. Just message them on Facebook. DM them on Twitter. Dust off ICQ or AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> but hold on to those relationships that you have. I do a lot of reading now because I don't have much else to do. And I read somewhere that, you know, friendships at an older age, especially are fragile. They're fragile because people have lives, people have work, people have relationships, people have families. A lot of my friends had families. A lot of my friends have children. A lot of my friends have jobs that require a lot of their time and attention. A lot of them have their own family problems to deal with. I don't blame them. I just don't. I don't blame them at all for moving on to that stuff. But it's hard to keep those friendships relevant. Like right now, there's a couple of people I'd like to be really close friends with. I talk to them on occasion. They're people who are close. Close enough to where if I, I could, I can just go drive out to them and say hello. Go do stuff with them. Rejection is one of those fears, that's for sure. But also... <laughs> I'll do an episode, definitely, of going overboard from desperation. Because I'm, I'm in that world right now. I'm desperate for... Anything, because I don't have the things that other people have. I don't have the the. I don't have somebody I can go over to their house and just be like, dude or dudette, this is what I'm going through. I need you. I don't have that, and so I go into desperate mode, and I, I've I I have I have some really cringy stories of when I become desperate for someone's attention, whether it be romantic or friendship, I, I get desperate sometimes because we, we, we want, you know, we have these things. It's, it's a hunger. It's a hunger that we have. We have a hunger for relate for, for socializing. We have a hunger for that. And so we desperately go out there and luckily everything I've ever done wasn't online. It was always behind the scenes. So I have no like, I have no like digital record of me being like, please, please be my friend or please, please love me. I don't have that. Thank God. <laughs> oh man. So, okay, so there you go. It, retain the friendship, retain, retain the relationships. Mike out here says, you know, free time is a commodity. That's me. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> all, all relationships take effort to retain. And even then, people's connections to you wax and wane like the moon in the night sky. Very poetic. Very, very poetic. And very true. Relationships wax and wane. Which is why it, it's difficult to maintain for very a lot of people. For a lot of people. And look, it's haiku day. Almost a haiku. Not really quite, but close enough. Haiku enough for me. So we need, we need that. We need that. All right. So there you go. That's, uh, oh, there you go. Okay. Last thing from the mighty says, take care of your basic needs. That's true. You know, I'm luckily, I've never been so, luckily I've never been so, uh, depressed that I neglected my basic needs. I take a shower every day. I brush my teeth. I, uh, I got a haircut for instance. Um, I make sure my clothes are clean. I make sure my bed is made. I make sure my house is clean. You know, I make sure those things happen. I make sure that I eat. 
I make sure that I am well hydrated. That's the one thing I think that especially for depressives, we often neglect. We neglect ourselves because we are, we are our worst enemy, right? We're our own worst enemy. And so we beat each other up and we feel better when we suffer. I know I do. <laughs> this is not a joke. I feel, I feel lately. And this also goes back to even when I was a kid, I always, I always considered suffering and sadness, my little, um, my little comforting blanket. It was a blanket I could keep myself warm in because it was always there. It was always, it was always there to, 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 to keep me company. It's a sad little thing to say, isn't it? It's terrible to say, but I always took care of myself in the end. I always made sure that I shave and I like, you know, do all that stuff. The only thing I'm really bad at and okay. I think everyone's bad at is, is flossing on the regular man. Flossing is really rough. That's the one thing I am bad at. I floss, but boy, it's tough to maintain sometimes just because it's weird. I don't know why flossing is weird, but it is weird. Anyway. So there you go. There were other, um, there are other, uh, self care things here, like meditation, not something I necessarily do. um, Nutrition, of course. Um, I don't eat very well, but of course you gotta eat good. You have to eat well. You have to eat the right stuff. Um, and just, you know what? Here's one that, that I didn't mention that I wish I did more often. And I think I'm going to do more often, actually, is I'm going to go outside more. You know, there's, I live in Southern California, one of the most perfect states, parts of the country to live in. Because we have no seasons. It's like warm all the time. I personally love rain. I love the rain. It just doesn't rain enough. I love the rain. I wish it rained more, but it doesn't. Which means I can go outside. I can go to the, I can go to the beach if I want to and walk the beach, which I actually do enjoy doing. I love the beach. I love the ocean. I love the smell of the ocean. I love the feel of sand underneath my feet even though I don't quite often take my shoes off because I'm weird like that. But if you have that ability to go outside to a park with a lake, even I have the mountains right behind me. I can go up to the mountains. I've been wanting to go to big bear for ages. The problem is motivation. I want to be outside, but I'm tired. I'm so tired. Let me just tell you now, I'm going to wrap up with this. All of the self care in the world is awesome. You should take care of yourself. I need to take this advice myself. I try to on occasion. It's motivation. Motivation is tough. When you're a depressed, depressive, it's even harder. Motivation is the last thing you're ever going to find if you are suffering from depression because your brain will not allow you to have motivation at all, at all. And so you need to find that thing that helps you go out there and do those things that take care of you. And that's friends and that's an, an intimate relationship. If, if that or whatever family, you need people to motivate you. I need to find, I, I need to a find the motivation to find people to motivate me and then B allow those people to motivate me. <laughs> Good point, right, Cal? Someone uh, you can go to in, if there's ever trouble, someone who can help you. I don't really. Yeah. Now, mind you, I'm not asking. Well, look, I'm not going out to like the middle of the woods, mind you, when I say I'm going up the big bear in the mountains and stuff. It's all everywhere I go is. Um, Littered with people. It's all civilization. Um, I miss camping, but I would never go camping by myself. I miss hiking through the, the hills, but I'm not going to do that by myself. Not anymore. If I had somebody with me, if I had somebody to do it with me, I'd be more than down to do that. And that's it. That's the thing. If I need, if I want to take care of myself, funny enough, self-care for me is not self-care. Self-care for me is, is care with the motivation of another person with a friend, mostly with like either a friend or 
whatever. I always say whatever. I, I'm just saying whatever because, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, finding that person or persons. I keep saying person, person or persons. I know somebody who um, in Oregon who works at a place where he and his coworkers go out and go jogging and go running and going into the, the hills and go to the beach and blah, blah, blah. And he goes out all the time with these people um, running and jogging and all this stuff. I don't know why I went back to exercise, but really it's just being outdoors, being outside, being out in the sun, being out amongst people. It's important. Now I just have to find somebody to go with. <laughs> I need somebody to hang. I, I need a partner. <laughs> anyway. So there you go. Self-care. Try it. Try it sometime. It'll work for you. Find somebody to help you. Do the walking. Whether it be Pokemon Go, Ingress, or a friend. Whether it be your Apple Watch beeping away, fill, filling your rings. People who have an Apple Watch understand you have to fill the rings. You have to complete the rings on your watch. If you want to stay healthy, you got to complete those rings. Do it because that's part of it. It all stems to our physical. It's amazing how much our physical health men- affects our mental health. I think I was at my most happiest prob- when I was with somebody who motivated me to be physically healthy. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how intimacy is a, is a motivator too. It's quite, that, is, that can be quite the motivator. Sex is a motivator. Sex is a huge motivator for a lot of people. Um, so if, that's, if that helps to motivate you, do that. Anyway, there you go. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, please, 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 please. All feedback still welcome. I'm always I'm always excited for feedback. I have a, I have an old friend who used to listen to some of my older podcasts. An older listener um, is now starting to listen to OFS, which is awesome. Um, so if she's listening, I won't say hi until unless she want, unless she doesn't mind me saying her name. So I'm going to keep it at that. Hi, friend. You know who you are. We we tweeted uh, today. <laughs> we had a little tweet exchange today. And how you're starting to listen. So thanks for thanks for listening and 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 stopping by. So when you get this episode, let me know, and I'll be happy to to share the love um, with others. But yeah, send in your emails at ofsshow at gmail dot com. Um, right, Kyle, who's in the chat, uh, sent me an email where I will be answering questions. I, I left a. I, I'm like um. I'm like J.J. Abrams. I like to leave mystery boxes all over my podcast, apparently. So I left a lot of mystery boxes in which I didn't give answers for. So I will give answers. I think I'll do an answers episode for sure to kind of give you an idea of what's going on. Um, also, uh, if you want, you can leave a voicemail just like Tony did that we played at the very beginning of the show. 347-450-4335. spells out geek. That's why I picked it. It is the voicemail for all of my shows, whether you listen to this, Sincere Sarcasm. Um, I mean, not necessarily POI podcast, because I do that with, with my co-host, Josh. He does that. But yeah, look, you can send a text message to that, too, if you want to send a text message. That'd be that'd be cool. Go ahead and do that. Um, and don't worry about – look, right, Kyle, you're not overwhelming, man. It's great that you're – look, I love the fact that people are – that, that you're, you're sending back the feedback. I love it. I love that you're letting me know what's going on, your thoughts and feelings and how, you know, all that stuff. That's great. It's not overwhelming at all. I need more. I, I crave more. You know, it's like a, that's my drug is, is feedback on this particular show. And it's because this is, this is the show where I give out the most information. This is the one where I'm like, I, I spill my guts to everybody. You know, or you ask any question you want, I'll answer it for the most part. You know, I mean, I will protect the innocent. You can't defend themselves. But I will tell, I will answer any question you want and tell any story you want to hear that I've teased about because, yeah, again, I, I do that mystery box business and nobody, and I, nobody knows what's going on. And I'm a little bit of an, I'm a little bit of an a-hole for that. So sorry, <laughs> but uh, it's what I do. So go ahead and do that. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter, AKA the other guy. That's my Twitter, Twitch, 
Instagram, you name it. That's pretty much what I do. Uh, at AKA the other guy, if I didn't, I don't, I feel like I, I said where I, I didn't say that <laughs> right, right out loud for some weird out of this world reason, but yeah, at AKA the other guy, uh, you can hit me up there. Since your sarcasm.net is the website. So you can leave a comment on the actual page of the show. You can look for the episode, leave a comment. I'll be happy to talk about it here. Um, but that's it. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thanks again for you, uh, Tony, for stopping by. As always, you are so welcome in the chat room. So glad that you you come in. And right, Kyle, glad that you're you're following and glad that you're in the chat room as well. I really appreciate like the insta feedback on this show. It's kind of amazing to have instant feedback of people who are listening and they're like right there, ready to talk to you. Not something I'm used to. So keep it up. I really do appreciate it. Um, I'm just going to give a little outro and I'm going to stay around for a while. I'm uh, just going to stop clicking record. Um, but yeah. So as always, thanks again for listening next week. Brand new show. We're going to, you know what I've decided I'm, I'm done fiddling around with this thought. I'm going to answer Ryan Cow's email and answer a bunch of questions. And so I'm going to do that in the next episode. I'm, I'm not going to, that's, that's what I'm going to set my sights on. So go ahead and look out for that where I'm going to reveal a bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And again, as always, you've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Okay, I promise. I'm done singing. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody.